Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Real Talk, episode 11, an unfiltered, unbiased podcast. My name's Sean Costantino, and I'm joined by my co-host, Connor Martin. This just in, I'm still alive. Yeah, how was your weekend? Listen, we're not going to pause it. You're not going to hear Bruno Mars's, uh, or not Bruno Mars, Jesus Christ. I just messed that up already? The weekend, holy shit. I mean, the segment's said called it. The Weekend. I know, dude. I mean, they kind of look alike, especially Ooh. with this plastic surgery. But yeah, no, uh, we're, you're not going to hear the, the Weekend's <laughs> stupid-ass voice. But yeah, I'm, ha- I'm glad to hear you're alive. Yeah, I had, to, I had to do some public speaking, had to do some public drinking, didn't fall down the aisle, so that was good. Overall, solid wedding. <laughs> I'm happy I didn't have to get a new co-host. Yeah, no, that was uh, that was that was a high priority this weekend. What, a, sure what a one on Craigslist? I would have got would have got a bunch of weird inboxes and stuff. So we're not gonna do the uh, we're not gonna do the weekend uh, segment, but the only thing we're gonna go over, or at least I'm gonna go over the UFC card. Leon Edwards versus Bilal, Darren the Dentist Stewart. I had a bunch of XP on him. Our verdict fights. If you follow us on Instagram, and he got an illegal knee to the head, and um, the refs deemed it, and it was too illegal. He couldn't recover enough from it, so they called the a no contest. Then the main event, which they were looking for for a while, Leon Edwards hasn't fought in about, I don't know, 14 months. He's been talking shit about everyone. He was the one, I don't know, obviously, Connor, you only dip your toes into UFC. He was the it's one that got game. smacked. He got smacked behind the, uh, when uh, Jorge Masvidal was getting interviewed. They walked behind each other, and, uh, and Masvidal just came behind him and smacked him. Yeah, whatever. But they've been talking shit for a while. Leon Edwards has been talking shit to Kamaru Usman, talk, uh, trying to get the title. Came in, said he was going to make a statement. Came out with the craziest eye poke you can ever see in UFC history. Bilal Muhammad's eye blew up like a fucking balloon within 30 seconds to a minute. So the refs called it, and instantly Leon Edwards, after no contest, started calling out for a fucking title shot. So he was getting clowned by UFC fighter or fans even more, and fighters. So he's just making a worse name for himself. Yeah, let's say that, that UFC card had you uh, super enthused, didn't it? Dude, I, I mean... I, I I had a good per, I had a good rating on the uh, on the verdict thing, but it was only because of the no contest and the only like the one fight that I fucking uh, got right. Everyone else got like zero XP for everything. You should yeah. start doing it. I don't I know. Get, I'm gonna get you more involved in it. No, I'm gonna get you more involved in it. The best the best thing I saw from the the fighting weekend was those those elbows that, that NCAA player took. I think it was a Texas guy. Did you see that over the weekend? Dude took no. he took a forearm to the to the eye. And then the same guy in the same motion around the back hit him with an elbow in the back of the head in an actual college basketball game. It's pretty Damn. cool. So that's that's the best fight I saw this weekend. Other than that, what else? The uh, the Islanders are rolling still. Yeah, I got we the prediction we, wrong. Bad I texted you. I said well, you bad. fell asleep. I said I said yeah. I said the Islanders lost. I got an ESPN notification because I, I didn't get the, the get the game either. I was pretty hungover this weekend too. I wasn't really paying no, attention. No, I was I was watching the game, but um, I woke up for like two minutes left in the third period because I'd just gotten back from the wedding. Um, and it went into overtime. They scored a goal like the Devils. PK Subban scored a goal like right off the bat, and I fell asleep and woke up and it was still in a review. For like offsides or whatever, and they called it back for offsides. It went to a shootout. Oliver Wallstrom with the sniper ended up winning it for him, and it fucked up my tracker app too for all my bets because it said that the Islanders lost the game because ESPN had already reported it, yeah. and they didn't. So nine lives to the Islanders, nine straight wins, twelve straight games to the point. Um, it's making it really hard 
Because if you follow us on Instagram, which if you're not, please go follow us on Instagram. We come out with a lot of good content. I'm trying to get Connor on the Instagram. I don't know what the fuck is up with Instagram's algorithm right now. I literally sent Connor a screen recording of the passwords, me signing in, and it still doesn't work. So if anyone knows, help us with that too. But we we put out the picks too. It's hard to pick against them. I keep, I, I keep picking against them in these Sunday games because they're playing three in a row, and I'm like, all right, they're going to drop one of these three in a row. And you keep picking them, and, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to get one on them. Well, and they keep fucking winning. I'm riding them until they lose because I've, I've hit I think I have last, to too now. Well, it's the last seven games I've actually bet on. I've hit either money line or, like, puck line. They, they're minus one and a half on every game, and it's plus odds. Dude, I'm up like I'm up like 150 bucks just off this Islanders win streak so far. So I'm riding them until they lose. Um, which I mean, they're playing. It's 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 perfect timing for them because they're playing like they played through with the Sabers. They're playing through with the Devils. Um, I think they finally have a. I don't know what their next game is, but they finally have a like a decent opponent next. But the only bad news from the weekend was um, they lost the captain. It looks like it could be for the year. Um, he's on the yeah. long term IR. Anders Lee is going to be out for a while, and that actually brought me up to something that I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, possible trade targets for that first line wing. This might actually light a fire under whoever. Oh, maybe they'll go and try and get Taylor Hall from Buffalo. That would be kind of a an interesting move. I know they they love Wallstrom on that wing, but to to lose the captain right off the bat right there. I mean, they're they're in first place in the NHL right now, but they need to make sure that they maintain momentum. And, this and you know, it's crazy too. Like Eichel was up for trade too, and like. I think the Sabres really fucked up by not trading him earlier because, I mean, I traded for him in fantasy, and now he's apparently done for the year with a neck injury. And that's just your luck. So if the Sabres, I mean, no, no, I'm just saying, yeah, if the Sabres, if the Sabres want to clear some, some cap and want to get rid of some players, yeah, I could see them getting rid of Taylor Hall too. Yeah. And, I mean, and he, hasn't, he hasn't done shit this year either. Yeah, and the only reason I brought him up is because um, when he was originally going to get traded from the Devils, um, actually, no, maybe it was when he was in Edmonton. The Islanders were looking at him from when he was in Edmonton before they got Eberle. And I thought that was a huge, like a good fit for them. He kind of fit with what they were going towards. That was when Doug Waite was the coach, was before Trotz got there. But he's always been a guy that I've kind of had my eye on, especially because he's been in the division now for so long. Um, but yeah, no, that would be, if they could pull it off somehow, I know they've been kind of swapping some picks back and forth. Um, they they used a lot to do, I mean, even the draft where they got Barzal and Beauvillier, they had to trade back in to get first-round picks because they've been giving up so many picks. But I don't know how they can pull it off, but that's an interesting name to keep an eye out for, um, especially with the captain going down. But um, the big news of today, uh, NFL Madness on Monday. We're talking about March Madness. This is the March Madness podcast now. But NFL news today. Yeah, I mean, shit just started happening. Yeah, the, the league, I guess this is the first day of the league year, so you can officially start, like, announcing deals and, like, tampering is no longer legal. I mean, I don't know. Do you have Twitter up? I, I'm I on Schefter right now. I, I, all I know is, all I know is, Bill Belichick went absolutely mental and said he's absolutely he's sick and tired of not making the playoffs after Tom Brady just won a Super Bowl. So he's spending all the money right now while he can, mm-hmm. and he's going to ride this out for I don't know three to four years. Yeah, I was gonna say that's that's a good place to start. I mean, you got Johnny Smith, um, Matt Judon, Jalen Jalen Mills. So they're they're trying to fill a lot of the holes that they got back. But you're also getting back this year, which everyone forgets about. It's Patrick Chung. And then who was the other guy that opted out last year? Defensive player. Um, I can't remember. But they're getting two two defensive starters back from opting out this past year. And they're upgrading the defensive line. 
Um, now and they still have the fifteenth pick, and they just signed John Smith, one of Cam, the best. Cam Newton also. Offensive weapons. Yeah, they're going to ride out Cam Newton. Who knows if it was just because of COVID last year. I don't know. Cam Newton was an MVP once before. He led mm-hmm. the Panthers to the to the Super Bowl. And Who knows? Bill Belichick might have some shit up his sleeve. And they have Johnny Smith now, which is always a good target. I mean, look what Cam Newton did with Greg Olson in Carolina. Yeah. Uh, get him a top target, a tight end, you're good to go. But also now that opens up the option for a playmaker for the, Pat, for the Pats at 15. Um, maybe, I know, that's maybe what they, I'm saying. Maybe they go for uh, Rashad Bateman or um, yep. what was the guy from LSU, uh, the second guy? Terrace Marshall. Terrace Marshall. Yeah, one of those guys. Um, I could I could see that happening as well. Um, I know that a lot of Jets fans were looking for big moves today. They were looking at Joe Tooney, who ended up going to the Chiefs. Um, the only really signing they've made so far is that uh, Jared Davis from the, the Lions. It was like one one year, $7 million. But – that's a that's an under the radar move if they keep the pieces they have. But I'm hearing actually today I heard it on the radio today they're getting trade offers for C.J. Mosley. So apparently yeah, C.J. Mosley doesn't too. want to be in, in New York anymore. So if they if they end up trading C.J. Mosley, yeah, too, so. if they end up trading C.J. Mosley and replacing him with Jared Davis, like the Jets got significantly worse. <laughs> I just, well, I mean, obviously I they're, they're probably going to get a, they're going to get a two and at least you know another late round pick for C.J. Mosley. Yeah, because he's still like what twenty seven. Um. 26, 27, something like that. Yeah, but he's making so. a lot of money though. That's the thing. He's got like twenty million. Um, I think he's got twenty million guaranteed left. I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, that's that's Jets news so far. I haven't really heard much else with them. We went over Tooney with the Pats. He got a huge deal, five years, eighty million. Um, so anyone who thought the Chiefs were just cutting bait to save cap room, they were clearing it for a reason. So they got Joe Tooney to play guard now. Um, we talked about Judon, fifty-six million dollars, thirty-two guaranteed. Uh, their most recent one on Schefter's list. Popped up before, where was it? Uh, Malik Collins from the Cowboys. He's going to the Texans. Six years. Mm-hmm. Nose tackle. Or six, six years. Six One years year, to six the Texans? Oh, my um, God. I was going to say, who would sign a six-year deal to the fucking yeah, Texans? No, one like year, six million. Sense. But um, other than that, we talked about the Pats made a big splash right off the bat. And I just want the Colts to do something, dude. I want these wide receivers to start moving. I want these uh, quarterback quarterbacks to start getting traded. You know, I want the big shit to start happening. And what makes it even more exciting is is March Madness is happening right now too. Like throw mm-hmm. it at us. Like I tweeted, like let's what a fucking time to be alive. Like last year we didn't have any of this. Oh. None of this was even going on. We were sitting in our fucking houses, eating our faces off, not being able to go anywhere. Now we're having sports out the fucking ass. So just yeah. throw it at us. Sign everywhere. Keep signing. Let these March Madness games go crazy. I cannot wait for this shit. The other big one I wanted to mention, um, big name went back. Shaq Barrett, four years back in Tampa. So that's a big was, uh, edge rusher. I think you uh, said he was going to go back too. You might be I four did. for four. We might have to go back to the tape. I am. Uh, I'm a. I'm a guru right now. Um, I'm on. I'm on fire when it comes to the picks lately. I talked about it. We had Aaron Jones. Um, I don't think we predicted Johnu though. I think I had Johnu going back, but. Uh, yeah, I don't even think we talked about him originally. I will bring up because we. Th- I think. I think we originally thought that he was going to get offered before he was even. They were gonna. I don't even think we. Were, they were gonna let him walk. I didn't think they were gonna like let it get to this point, but I mean, yeah, they they've been cap strapped just like the Giants are. I want to talk yeah. a little bit about the Giants as well. Um, Zeitler, who they cut, ended up getting a, a was a three year deal. Yeah, three year deal with the Ravens, uh, twenty two million and a half, sixteen million guaranteed. So he got snatched up right away, which was obvious. The Giants asked him to take a pay cut, and he said, "Kiss my ass," and went and got paid. Well, apparently, I don't know if you heard this too. Uh, so the Chargers just signed Corey Lindsay. Lindsay, damn, all the offensive linemen yep. are going early. 
So that's a good signing too. And, and again, it might change up everybody's uh, draft strategy because a lot of people had, you know, like Rashawn Slater or Christian Dersaw going to the Chargers, and if they sign someone in free agency, they could, you know. Well, yeah, it's it's interesting because the offensive linemen don't really move the needle when it comes to free agent signings, but it also like. Everyone thinks about, oh, when a quarterback sign, it takes away an option for a trade or it takes away a spot for people to get drafted. With these offensive lineman signings, it affects more of like the second, third, fourth round picks. So yeah. it's where you build the rest of your roster. Um, I did want to say one more thing with Giants news before we jump into basketball. Um, they had a Zoom meeting with Kenny Galladay today. He is ex- uh, reportedly nice. looking for, I think it was 14 to $16 million uh, as like a per year kind of thing, which is lower than the initial thought was going to be. So that could actually be beneficial for the Giants if that's what he's looking for um, based on the teams that he's interviewing with. I mean, <laughs> I saw a lot of tweets today. They said, don't let him get off the Zoom call without a contract. <laughs> um, but if the Giants could pull off a Kenny Galladay, um, that would be huge. Absolutely huge. Like signing a Kenny Galladay gives you the option to go and get pits at 11. That was the one thing, like, I don't want to draft, we talked about this off air, but I don't want to draft Kyle Pitts if we don't get one of the big name free agents. Yeah. I want I want a wide receiver in the first round. If they don't get the top guys, I know Allen Robinson you have to trade for at this point, but if you don't get one of those top guys, a Corey Davis, a Kenny Galladay, I'll even put Curtis Samuel in that category. Um, I would double up. I would double up a receiver. I'd go first, maybe third, first, second. I don't really care at this point. This is Daniel Jones's big year. Unless you're unless you're saying telling me right now that at 11, Penny Sewell is going to be there from Oregon. Absolutely not. That's not that's, even close. That's the only thing I would say if he ends up dropping at close. that point. He he doesn't slip past the Bengals. Well, I'll tell you what, you never know. But if that's that's the only scenario I would tell you that I don't want a weapon, a playmaker on the offense. But yeah, so we'll we'll keep you guys updated. I mean, at this moment, we don't have anything else so far, but um it's it's looking like it's gonna be updated for the rest of the week. I mean, I'm sure it should be. Yeah, like yeah. It's be Schefter was 12 week. minutes ago with Malik Collins, so it's gonna keep yeah. coming in hot. But um, the biggest news of the week, Selection Sunday. Did you watch the show? Because I got about four in, and I was so exhausted from the weekend that I passed out and woke up an hour. Uh, yeah, I was like back and forth. I was watching it. I well, didn't like how they kept cutting though. You know, I, like they kept they kept they kept going no, no they kept going region by region and they would take like a ten minute break in between like they they dragged the whole show out for like an hour and I was like all right listen nobody wants to watch this shit for an hour just I'm, so I I eventually I just stopped watching and I just kept refreshing the bracket which they didn't even make you couldn't even start editing your bracket until like an hour an hour and a half after the fucking show which usually never happens even though that's not going to be my official <laughs> bracket like I just wanted to see what it looked like it took well, I was gonna fucking say, forever. I was going to tell everyone out there, I don't know if you guys, well, you, there's no way you would have known this unless you know us personally, but me and Sean do a thing where we do a gut bracket right off the rip, and then I don't know if Sean still does it the same way that I do. I'm a big print out your main bracket kind of thing, so I print out my main bracket yeah, after... Yeah, likes to see his failures. It was after Wednesday night? When are the first playing games? Wednesday or Thursday? Um, I think it's Wednesday. Wednesday night. I, I think they're kind of late this year. Yeah, but they're usually, didn't they usually start on like Tuesdays? They did. They usually split them. They did two on Tuesday, two on Wednesday. But yeah. I think this year they're doing all four on uh, on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Wait. The pl- I don't even think the the first round doesn't start till when Friday, right? No, first round's Thursday. Thursday, is Friday. It? Yeah. But the way that we do it is we do a gut bracket on ESPN with the 
playing games not being played yet. So those are the two 16s, the two 11 plans. And then my official bracket, I will write down on hard paper. And on hard paper? Hard paper, not soft paper. <laughs> and do that with the, the 11s and 16s already cemented in there. I mean, obviously, other than UMBC, you're not going to see us take 16 seeds, but. Never. The 11s, the 11 games are interesting this year. Um, there could be some sleepers in there. But I know you wanted to do our picks, our little side bets based on a certain uh, requirement, I guess we could put it. So I'll Yeah, you, I mean, it's really not that. It's not something that's too difficult. I don't, I don't understand why uh, you, you thought it was so <laughs> difficult at first. It's just something that my cousin, my brother, and I have done with my grandfather for and, and him. Like, we've done it forever. For the 20 years I've been alive, and we would just take one team from each region, and then we take one Cinderella team. And whoever's team made it the farthest, they were just basically the winner. I don't know how on earth you didn't understand that. That's I don't know if anyone shot, at, dude. I don't know if anyone at home understands it. I don't know if I'm stupid. I think that was pretty self-explanatory. Well, you are stupid, but, but it does make sense now. Yeah, I mean, I think it makes a little bit of sense. So I don't – again, I don't know how you want to do this. I don't know if you want to start with a certain region. I don't know if you want to have someone pick a region and someone start with a team. So – it you was my just, idea. You want to start with the top then? Start with the West? No, why don't you? I'm going to let you start with, you can pick a region or you can pick a team to start with, which doesn't really make sense because essentially that means the same thing. That doesn't mean, yeah, you just told me the same thing. Let's just start yeah, with the so, West. All right. So you want to start first then? Um, Do you want to move vertically or, or horizontally? We'll go West, South, Midwest, East. Okay. Good. Sounds good. Yep, and you can start then. I start by picking a team from the West. Yes. Hmm. There's a couple of teams I like in I here. I do not know what um, order you just put that in, so you're going to have to remind me. Yeah, I will. West, West, <laughs> East, Midwest, South. I'm looking at it on the ESP. If, all right, all right, I'm looking all right. at it on ESPN. It's going okay, left, okay. right, right, okay, left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. clockwise. Okay, okay, okay. I'm looking at it on my phone, so you, you, okay. you can Okay. So I'm picking a team from the West. So obviously, I'll just for everyone's reference, this is where the, the number one overall seed is, Gonzaga. Um, but I'm not going to pick them. I'm going to go Iowa Ooh. in the two seed. I actually, in my gut bracket, have Iowa in the final four. So I'll go Iowa. I don't know if you want Gonzaga or if you're going to take one of the three, four, fives, but I'm going Iowa. Okay. See, originally, I thought you picked – I thought you said you were going to start with the West because you wanted the, the first overall seed, but – I thought you were going to take Gonzaga, so I was prepared to take Kansas, who didn't play in the Big 12 tournament because they had the COVID protocol, mm-hmm. and I think they're fresh, and I think they're pissed off that they didn't play, so I thought they were going to get pretty far. I have them going pretty far in my uh, in my gut bracket, like you, so you say. But I thought you were going to take Gonzaga, and, and, and I have Gonzaga going farther, so yeah, I'm going to go with Gonzaga. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the consensus pick. I know they have the, they're the favorites right now to win, obviously, because they're the number one overall. Um We've, we've talked about this off air. We talked about this with our guys over at Boda Sports. Shout out to them. Um, Gonzaga always fucks us. For some reason, I always tell myself Gonzaga is going to get upset in like the second or third round, something like that. And they always go on like a, a run. I know the one year they played Carolina in the championship game, I picked them to get upset in the second round. So <laughs> that's how it goes. But, yeah, no, if you want I'm, Gonzaga, I'll take Iowa. Um, I mean, listen, I'm happy that with the first – region i didn't even have to take the first pick and i mm-hmm. got the first seed and the best team in, in pretty much the entire 
tournament probably. That's fine. So. I'm picking my guys. I'm going with Luke Garza in Iowa. Right. Um, so next is going to be the South. So you're going to get the first pick in this in this round or in right. this uh, this so uh, this is I think this is one of the best regions. Honestly, I think I really like Baylor. I think if there's any team that can upset the one seed in in the second round, it's that eight nine matchup between UNC and Wisconsin. So that's the only thing that scares me. But I think Baylor might be one of the best teams in the entire tournament. And in my first glance bracket and probably all of my brackets, I have Baylor and winning. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to take Baylor. Okay. Yeah, no, that's that's smart. I, we talked about this in our uh, our March Madness preview. I love Baylor this year. I said I think out of the four yeah, one seeds that were projected, I think that they're gonna, they're the best overall team. I know everyone loves Gonzaga because they're undefeated and going for the undefeated no, season. I think I think Baylor's nasty this year. Um, yeah, I've watched I've watched actually like multiple Baylor games this year out of the little college basketball I've watched. But um, yeah, as a North Carolina fan, I hate that eight nine matchup against Wisconsin, and I also hate the fact that they have to play Baylor in the second round. I know. Cause, because but, UNC is one of those teams that could go on a run, and they could ruin a lot of brackets by beating Baylor in that second round. Exactly. Or they could just end up being screwed by the bracket and being one of those really good teams that just ends up facing one of those monster teams and just mm-hmm. losing. Okay, so you went with Baylor. You went number one, so you've got chalk yep. so far. This um, is this is obvious. You should, you should obviously go with the second best team in this region. And I'm going to. And you want to know who they are? Yeah. They're the three-seed Arkansas Razorbacks. Oh, my God. This is this is the deadliest. You didn't pick. Tournament. You didn't pick Ohio State. Nope. This is the deadliest. You know Ohio State probably. Right you know if if you if UNC beats Baylor, you're fucked because Ohio State's probably going to end up winning the entire. I think the winner's coming out of this bracket. I think it's going to be Ohio State or Baylor. We're going to have to agree to disagree there because wow. Arkansas is the deadliest three seed in this tournament. I'm guaranteeing it right now. Um, I think there's two three seeds in this tournament that could potentially make. Elite Eight slash Final Four, and they're Texas and Arkansas right now. Texas played really well in the Big 12 tournament. I don't know if you saw any of that. Yeah. Um, Kansas scares me just because Texas. of the, the lack of games they've had over the last week. And West Virginia always scares me. I mean, they're a potential 3-14. I know, dude. West upset. Virginia is one of those teams that either goes to the Elite Eight or Final Four mm-hmm. or loses in the first or second round. But, yeah, no, I, I'm I'm on the, the verge here. Uh, for my Final Four, I didn't pick Arkansas in the Final Four. I have Baylor. But... I would love to see that elite ma- that elite eight matchup with Baylor and Arkansas. That would be a great game. So you really don't think Ohio State, with as good as the Big Ten this year was, and and mm-hmm. as much as those teams beat each other, is going to beat a team like Arkansas? A lot of people, you know, what a lot of people have, a lot of people have Arkansas being upset in the first round by Colgate. That's just not going to happen. I'm sorry. I'll guarantee that right now. I'll uh, I'll give. I mean, I'll I don't a, have it. I'll give a hundred dollars cash out to someone. On our, uh, on me, our Instagram. Me, 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 it's, no, me, 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 me. I'll give $100 cash app slash Venmo to one of our uh, one of our followers if Colgate beats Arkansas. You can put that on paper. Jesus. Um, Jesus. So, yeah, so we've got the West done. We've got the South done. We're going to go Midwest now. So this is on ESPN, the bottom right, um, number one seed, Illinois. Um, You're taking them? No, I'm just telling you who the ah. number one seed is here. Oh, yeah, okay. So Midwest. Oh, you're not taking Let's them? write this down. This is my... I get the first pick here. Yes. Man, I really wish this was the. I wish you really. I really wish you had the first pick here because my gut bracket. This is this is kind of my upset bracket. Oh, I know, because you already kind of told me. 
Oh, nice. I think just because of everything here, I'm going to have to go Illinois just because I need a one seed. But um, I'll tell after after you pick, I'll tell the uh, the listeners who my my pick is for this. So you're going to go with Illinois? Yeah, I'm going to go with Illinois. All right. Obviously, that's uh, the team I would have won with. I think they're the best team in that uh, region. I'm trying to look around. I know the team that you thought that was going to come out of that region. That's not who I'm going to pick. I know Cade Cunningham's like the, the consensus number one pick so far. Mm-hmm. Other than that, uh, who else? Jalen Suggs, right? That kid from... Um, Him and uh, Evan Mobley from USC. Yeah. But... Again, like, I, week, I hate KFC. Week two, three here. This is the bracket with a week. I know. That's three. what I'm saying. Like, Houston Houston, and um, and West Virginia, like, I don't trust them at all. And quite honestly, like, those are some of the teams that I had upset either in the second round or in the first round because, like, you and I talked about prior, I re- we both really like Rutgers. Mm-hmm. And go, I was texting you. Go with my guys, while, then. <laughs> I was texting you. While this region was being announced, because I was like, "Holy shit!" I was like, "This team!" I was like, "Then the, I was like Oklahoma State, then Oregon State, then Liberty." All teams we were talking about. Then it was like mm-hmm. West Virginia, Clemson, Rutgers. I was like, "Holy shit!" All the teams that we were talking about. So I'm trying to think about just the talent from this region and a team that could beat Illinois and just the path to get there and. Also, because we have a Cinderella pick, too, I don't want to interfere with it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go a little bit higher. I'm going to go Oklahoma State. That's a good pick. Yeah. No, I, uh... And I'm going to go Cade Cunningham, mm-hmm. the best player. Okay. Well, yeah, that's that's a solid pick. I'll, I'll give you that. Um, I'll tell everyone why I wanted the second pick in this bracket. It's because um, when we post our brackets, you'll see it. My gut bracket. I talked about this team in the, um, the preview on Friday. It's, uh, it's Tennessee is at a five seed. I have them going to the final four out of this bracket. I think this is, that's going to be the winner out of this bracket. I think that they are too talented to get upset by anyone. Plus, Oklahoma State, I like that pick with Cade Cunningham, but just out of this historical stuff, like when you have the number one player, you usually aren't going very far. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't like, correspond well. Yeah, it's, it's just out of history and stuff. And then this is also a bracket with, with a weak – well, I won't say Houston's weak. Um, they're probably the weakest of the two seeds. If yeah, there's always that two Ohio seeds. State, it's always the outlier. Yeah, out of Ohio State, Iowa, Alabama, and Houston, I would say Houston's the weakest out of the four of those. And then West Virginia, I also think, is the weakest three seed in that. Um, yeah. But like like you said, we're going to get to it with our Cinderella's, but there's a lot of um, lower seeds, double-digit seeds on this this side of the bracket that we, uh, we like in this. But I think... Um... I think this kind of sets up well for you, too, because now I have the first pick with the East, and mm-hmm. I'm not even going to take the team that you like coming out of the East, and I think that you have as your champion, mm-hmm. because I don't even have them, you know, in my final four, so gotcha. I'm, I'm just going to go right away. I'm going to take uh, Texas. Shaka Smart. Shaka. Love that. Shaka, bruh. I love that pick. I love the, the coach. Fact, I the love fact. the team. Yeah. Well, you know who I'm other taking. Fact, this, is, this, is my, this is my champion. I have, I have Michigan I know. in the whole thing this year. Um, but yeah, this, this is my favorite bracket or this is my favorite region so far in this bracket. Uh, I love Michigan at the top. I think that eight, nine matchup is going to be really good with St. Bonaventure and LSU. Um, the big East champion, the Georgetown Hoyas at a 12. We'll talk about our upset alerts later. Um, Florida state, very good. 
And then they have that playing game with Michigan State and UCLA. I think both of those teams could make a run if they get there. Texas, another, I said the second strongest three seed behind Arkansas. And then UConn and Alabama at the bottom of that bracket. That'll be a really good game in the second round. But, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I'm i thinking Michigan. I got two ones. You got two ones. But this is my champion. Um, I can't wait. I I also do have I have Texas and Michigan in the uh, the Elite Eight. So that's going to be the, the game to decide who goes to the Final Four. But, um, so you went first for that. So that means I got the first Cinderella. Sure. Go for it. So what is this again? What, what so this, the, is, uh... this is uh, lower than... What do you say? I want to say seven and lower. I thought we said yeah, we said six, but I mean whatever you want. You can go six if you, if you want as well. All right, so a six we'll, seed or we'll lower. Be realistic, yeah. So six seed or lower. So we're going with one Cinderella from the entire bracket. This is tough to pick. Um, it is because there's a couple teams I like, but I don't think they have a path to get very far. Man, this is going to be tough. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the Midwest bracket or the Midwest region, <laughs> I should say. I'm the not gonna Syracuse I'm not gonna Rutgers. pick. Yeah, it, oh, I'm deciding between both of them, and in my gut bracket, I have Syracuse going farther. But just on path, I'm going to take Syracuse as my Cinderella. Okay. I think they upset San Diego State, and then if West Virginia makes it, I think they can beat them. If Morehead State makes it, I think they can beat them, and then they get. The winner of that two seven ten matchup. So I'm gonna go with Syracuse, my Cinderella. Okay. Are you gonna take that bracket as well, or that region as well? No, I'm. Uh, I'm looking around. I don't really know who I was gonna take originally. Um, I, I was originally looking at that region too with Syracuse, Moorhead State, Rutgers. I kind of want to take that region just because. Well, that has that and has all of the sleepers that I brought up besides Michigan State, and and I kind of want to take another team in that region to kind of counter counteract. We want to go two Cinderellas then. No, 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 no. I want to take that team. I want to take a, a similar team to a team that I took, just so I have kind of like a clear cut path to at least the Sweet Sixteen and solidify myself into the Sweet Sixteen. Okay. So I'm gonna take a team that I know at least in my heart, that's going to pull the upset, and I'm going to go with Oregon State at okay. the 12 seed. Damn. Oregon State as the 12 seed over my final four pick, Tennessee. Yes, absolutely. So we're going to butt heads on that one. Um, there were there were a couple that were were uh, some some upsets. I have I actually made a list. We were talking about this a little bit off air. I made a list of um, some teams that are on upset alert. So everyone knows that that 5-12 matchup is the, uh, the deadly matchup in the first round. Got to have one five because of our upset. trivia questions. Yeah, got to have that one five twelve upset. Um, this year, I have three teams in that five twelve matchup on upset alert. I'll start in the top bracket or in the top region with Creighton, um, UC Santa Barbara. I don't know anything about them, but I've been listening to Jay Billis talk about them. And he's talking about them like they're freaking. Um, what was the team that had John Morant? Um, Murray State. Know, Murray State. There's, he's talking about them like they were Murray State that one year. Apparently, they have this like yeah, one guard who's really good. Um, plus Creighton looked terrible in that game in the Big East Championship. Um, so that scares me a little bit just based on form. Um, another 5-12, Villanova. And their team's name's the Gaucho. They're the Gauchos. The Gauchos, yeah. How do you, how do you bet hell of, a, hell of a name. I might I might bet on them to, to win that first round matchup just out from there. <laughs> but uh, the second 5-12 I wanted to bring up was Villanova and, uh, and Winthrop. Villanova looked absolutely terrible in the Big East Championship. They couldn't shoot, or not the Big East Championship, the Big East Tournament, I should say. 
They couldn't shoot. They couldn't rebound. And I know everyone thinks that Villanova being at a five, especially with how great they've been in the tournament and in the regular season the past three, four years as well, is low. But I think this could be a first round. Well, they also lost They lost their best player, that kid Connor Gillespie, too. The yeah. kid that, came, that got hurt. I mean... And I also just I have a vendetta against Villanova. I just <laughs> fucking hate Villanova. I just think there it's a bunch of uh, it, Villanova reminds me of Duke. It's just like a it's a bunch of pretentious, stupid white kids. Honestly, it's, it's all the kids that couldn't get into Duke. Yeah, but um, with that, I'll go with the last five twelve that I have on here: uh, Colorado and Georgetown. Georgetown at the twelve seed. They won the Big East championship this year. Um, upset style. Patrick Ewing is the coach. Love the mojo. I, I can't believe they made it, honestly. We were talking about them last week like they were dead. It, it reminds me a little bit of uh, the, the kind of UConn? magic that don't UConn say went on. Don't say it. Don't say that shit. And you know I how big I am on, you, know I, you know how big I am on Patrick Ewing. So I know. So there's that. Those are the three five twelves I have on upset alert, and then I have two six elevens. So I'm going to go with my Cinderella this year, Syracuse, over San Diego State. I'm going to admit here I know absolutely nothing about San Diego State, but I know that anytime Syracuse is a double-digit seed, they will win one, at least one game in the tournament. Anytime so, Syracuse is in the tournament, they're just a dangerous team to look out for. Yeah, they're just going to do like, some stupid they're shit. They're like the Giants in the playoffs in the NFL. Anytime the Giants make a wild-card run in the playoffs, they're a dangerous team you don't want to play them, regardless of who they have. And then the second one I'll do is, this is going to be based on the play-in game. So if you listen to our, was it Friday podcast we did the recap? Or the, the preview? Thursday. Thursday, Thursday Friday, Friday yeah. one of those. Uh, I talked about Michigan State as one of the sleeper teams. Um, they're in that playing game against UCLA. Um, I think that if they win that, is that the team game, that would have to? Would they have to play BYU or USC? Is BYU. That? Okay. So, um, yeah, if Michigan State wins that playing game against UCLA, and this is all based on the plans on Wednesday, if they win that game, I could see them upsetting BYU and then giving Texas a run. I don't think they'll beat Texas, but I I, I think they can give them a good game. So those are the teams I have on upset alert. Other teams to look out for, like I said earlier, Tennessee at five. I have them in the final four. Syracuse is my sleeper for the Cinderella seed this year. And then the two teams that we talked about off air, we love Rutgers, Coach Peichel and Rutgers. Um, I have them upsetting Clemson in the first round and then losing to Houston, but you can see them beating Houston as well. And then the second team, always got to have a little UConn magic, right? Seven seed. I just don't. They would have to play Alabama. Yeah, I mean, playing Alabama second round, that's kind of tough. I think if they were playing Houston, if they were that, you know, if they were that in that region with Houston, I think it would be a little bit easier. But and that's why I didn't pick them. Remember, we were talking about it off air. I wanted to go up to a seven seed because I was thinking about taking UConn. But just the the path they have to get there. I mean, they have Michigan uh, at one. If they even make it that far, they're going to have to beat Maryland, which is going to be a tough game. Then they're going to play most likely Alabama, and Alabama is. I mean, I know they lost. Or no, they they won the SEC this year, didn't they? What Alabama? They won the yes. SEC. Yes. Yeah. So that's the SEC champion right there at a two seed. Even if they knock them off, they're going to probably have to play Texas. So they're getting probably the hardest. I think that's the toughest bracket so far. That that eastern bracket. I know you like the Midwest, but I think the the East is going to be the hardest to come out of. I mean, in the south. I mean, the South. Although I told you that I have Baylor as my winner. Mm-hmm. That I'm telling you that UNC Wisconsin because there's been so many times that I've had a one seed coming out as the winner and that eight nine team has knocked them off and Wisconsin and UNC are such vets and have such veteran coaching in the tournament that they could 
you know, knock off a team like Baylor. Exactly. And that scares the shit out of me. Then you have Nova in that fucking uh, region too. Jay Wright could rally his fucking guys together. I have uh, Winthrop going on a run in that uh, fucking region. Purdue's in that region. I like Texas Tech and Max McClung a lot in that region. Florida, Ohio State, who I'd have probably second winning if I didn't have Baylor. So I like the South a lot. I think the South is going to be a really interesting region to watch. Yeah, the South, I think the South and the East are the two toughest. And I have North Carolina and UConn kind of in the same spot. Um, and, and I'll put Wisconsin there too, because that, that eight, nine game is always a toss up. So the winner of that eight, nine game, I put them in the same breath as UConn because look, like you win that game, you got to play Baylor. You beat, yeah. you beat Baylor. You could be looking at Purdue or Villanova in the second round. If you beat Baylor, if, if you beat Baylor at the eight, nine seed, you could be looking at a, a final four spot just yeah. because you knocked off the best team in that region and you might've solidified as your, yourself as the best team. It's just, uh, it's, it's tough. It's tough to get out of some of these. I mean, I don't know. What do you think would be the easiest path so far? Do you think it's you think it's Illinois or Gonzaga? Or? I would say it's. I know you're really high on Iowa. I, I would like, say I it's like Gonzaga. I would say it's Gonzaga just because I think Creighton's done early. I think Virginia's not as good as they used to be. I think Kansas, as good as as talented as, as they are, like maybe taking off the Big Twelve tournament might, mm-hmm. you know, be a little bit of a detriment. But I don't think Iowa's that good. I think and I think Gonzaga, like they said, they were never battle tested throughout the the regular season. This seems like another region that's really not that battle tested either. It seems like a pretty clear cut path to the Final Four. Yeah, I could see that West having the most parity, especially considering uh, Kansas. The three and four seeds, Kansas and Virginia, both. Well, Virginia had the COVID issue in the ACC tournament, and Kansas yeah, didn't even get to play in the Big Twelve. Yeah. So yeah. there's also one thing I know I put. Um, in my gut bracket, I have that 11 seed beating USC, but USC is deadly. Um, the more I think about it, Dude, I'm telling yeah, I have USC going far too. So I could see if, if you're looking for a, like a five, six, seven seed to make a run, USC could be your team. I mean, I know you like Texas Tech with Max McClung, but, but that's what I hate. That's what I hate about that playing game. I really like Wichita State and I really like Drake. Mm-hmm. We talked about Drake last week before, yeah. like before we started the show and the fact that they have to play USC kind of sucks. And there was one more team I wanted to talk about. I brought them up on the, the preview podcast, talking about Liberty. Um, they, yep. they really drew a shitty stick here. They did, seed, I know. 13 seed against you, Oklahoma yeah. State. And then and then I'd have to play Tennessee, Tennessee or Oregon. And then you get yeah. the one seed. Like, and um, then Illinois, yeah. I know I had them, not, obviously there was no tournament last year, but the last tournament they had, they won, I think it was two games. And I had them winning one or two. But I don't think Liberty, I don't think they're going to make it out of the first round this year. I think Oklahoma State's too, too good, but... I mean, this this should be. I mean, we've been waiting for this for over a year now, so yes. we're starved for it. I think because they're in the bubble and because we haven't had a tournament, uh, th- there could be even more parity than anything. So I think out of all the years, I think this is the year not to go chalk if you're if you're picking this year. Um, that's why. I mean, I have a two it's and five hard. in the final four. It's hard. I have I have two yeah. ones playing off. I don't know. Do you want to wait to give our our final fours and our national champion, or do you want to? Uh... I mean, I already kind of leaked it, but... I mean, we kind of leaked it, too. So I have I have Baylor and Tennessee in the Final Four, and Iowa and Michigan, and then I have Michigan-Baylor in the National Championship game, and I have Michigan winning. I have Gonzaga... Well, yeah, I think I think I already said it. I have Gonzaga-Texas-Baylor-Illinois. Okay. And then I have uh, Baylor-Texas in the National Championship. I have Baylor winning the whole thing. Gotcha. Yeah, no, and I, I haven't looked. I mean, obviously, it's really early. The brackets came out last night, early this morning. 
Um, so we'll see what some of the insiders say. Do you want me to tell you something right now that you probably forgot about? What did I forget about? Do you think you forgot about trivia today? No, I didn't. I have my trivia pulled up right now. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I, I was just like, I thought you were like waiting. I was like, holy shit. I thought no, you were like, no, no. what else? I know you're talking? excited. I know you're excited, but I wanted to, to give out our, our picks a little bit. Okay, we'll, okay, okay, okay. Once the, I think we should do it this way. Once the, um, once the playing games go, we'll, we'll throw our official brackets up that night. So yeah. once, once the, once all, was it 60? Well, whoever, I mean, I put up the, the Instagram story too. Whoever 64. wants to be in the, the group, we could put up a group because I know you and I go against each other every year. So it could just be, you know, another bunch of people in there too. So Yeah, if you guys think you're smarter than us or think you know more than us, join our bracket. I'll put a link. I'll put a link and join our bracket. Join, can join. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so that's that's going to be our, our, our March Madness double preview, I guess. We kind of previewed before the bracket and now as the brackets released, but we'll, we'll put that, um, we'll put that group up and I'm going to release, I, I know me and Sean are going to release our brackets as soon as the round of 64 is set. So our official brackets will be up on Thursday night. And that leads us right into your favorite topic, trivia. <laughs> um, who went first last time, Dina? Uh, um, I have no idea. I think you asked me first. <laughs> so I can okay. ask you first. Um, this time I will not fall off my chair. I have the go. back. I have a back to my chair this time. I got a new chair. Uh, for anybody that's wondering, it is three to two because I answered. What was it? You asked me the Kemba shit. You kind of asked me an easy question was, last time. It was uh, what team did Kemba? The Pittsburgh game. Yeah, yeah. Cardiac Kemba game. Against yeah, yeah. So it's three to two right now. I kind of asked Connor. I asked Connor kind of a bullshit question last time. Yeah, that was the that was awful. I call that I call bullshit on that one. Whatever. Listen, you you asked me a bunch of bullshit too, so I had to get you back. This is something that I really. This is something that is. This is you to a T. This is something that at least I remember you watching and being involved in nonstop throughout this March Madness media. Oh boy. So, your trivia question is going to be: Who is the all-time leading scorer in Stony Brook basketball history? And for all the fans out there, Connor can answer it right now and risk getting it wrong and getting two points or ask me for multiple choice and get one point. I have the name. I'm just scared to say it. Give me a second. Because I don't know. I, I want to say Don't that, look at What are you doing? What are you looking for? I got my hands up, but I want to. I'm thinking of two guys, but I think it was the year they made the tournament that he was a senior. For those of you guys who don't know, I went to basically all of the Stony Brook games. Yes, Connor's from Long worked, Island. Yeah, my dad works security at Stony Brook University, and I saw all their basketball games. I was up close and personal with the team. That's why that's why I love Rutgers so much, because um, their old coach, Coach Peichel, um, he got them to their first ever NCAA tournament. They got their shit run by Kentucky in the first round, which was a shit draw. But um, I'm just going to answer it. I'm not gonna even going to go with the multiple, multiple choice. You ready? You're going to go for the multiple choice? No, I don't want the multiple choice. I'm just going to answer Oh, really? It. Yeah. This is for two points. You ready? Okay. The all-time leading scorer in Stony Brook University basketball history is Jameel Warney. You would be. Correct. There we go. <laughs> Woo! Jersey's proud. Yeah, that's uh he got that his senior year was the year that they made the tournament. And they got who, like, who was the other person you were thinking of? Uh I think it was Brian Dewar, but I think he has the most three point. Shots. Okay, yeah, okay. Because your multiple choice would have been Brian Dewar, uh, obviously who you said, Carson Purifoy, and Ron Duckett. 
Yeah, he, he's some guy from the '90s, so I th- thought maybe. Yeah, I remember. Him, so. I remember Dewar and Warney were on the same year for. They were on the same team for a year, and Pierre Foy was the guy that Dewar brought in because they were from the same hometown. They called him Trey too because he was such a baller. Okay. He hit three. See, that was a good one, right? That was yeah, good that one. was a good one. That that you made me second guess myself because I had to think about <laughs> it. I knew he had rebounds and I knew he had blocks, but I couldn't remember if it was him or Dewar for points. Yeah. Um, wow, what a question. Holy shit. Yeah. So that's two points for me. I think, that's, I, I think that's the first one I've gotten off the rip like that. No, no, because I asked you uh, I got the dog's name and entourage. Oh, you're right. Dog's name, Turtle. You got Turtle. Or no, Arnold. 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 I said Turtle. Fucking idiot. All right, so here's your, your trivia question. It's a Yankees question. Okay. I'm going to sound like an idiot probably. <laughs> no, because I think – I don't know if you'll get it right off the bat. I, I don't think you'll get it. Without the multiple choice, I think. So, against what opposing team did Babe Ruth hit his first career home run? Oh, Jesus. As a Yankee? Or as a player? As a player. As a player? Mm-hmm. Yankees legend. The house that Ruth built. He hit it in 1915. You want the multiple um, choice? Yeah. So the three, or the four, I should say, the four choices you have are the Chicago Cubs, Boston Red Sox, the New York Yankees, and the Baltimore <laughs> Black Sox. I'm so confused right now. What team did Babe Ruth hit his first career home run against? I think your multiple choice made it harder for me. Cubs, Red Sox, Yankees, Baltimore Black Sox. And this is not just as a Yankee. This is first career home run yeah, as yeah, a player. It's yeah. player. So you know he played for two teams. Oh my god, dude! What the fuck? It's a little bit fuck? of a it's a little bit of a brain buster. But it kind of is. It kind of mind fucked me. I'll give you I'll give you ten more seconds to choose: Cubs, Red Sox, Yankees, or Black Sox. I'm just going to go with the Cubs. I don't know. You would be incorrect. incorrect. I know. The first career home run hit by Babe Ruth was against the New York Yankees on May 6, 1950. I just didn't want to sound like an idiot. I really didn't want to sound like an idiot. You <laughs> no, made my brain. It's a little bit of a it's a little bit of a brain buster cuz Cuz I was thinking about I was thinking about when he got traded. I was like it was 1918. But like, I really don't want to sound stupid right now. I was like I just took a bong rip. I don't want to sound like an idiot with the <laughs> Yankees question on my well, own show. I mean, I think the really only two options there were either Red Sox or Yankees. It was, but I just didn't <laughs> want to sound stupid. Well, you got the question wrong. So was that too hard? Do you think that was too hard? No, no, no. That was that was fine. I, I honestly, gotcha. I swear to God, I was going to say Yankees. I just really didn't want to sound like an absolute fucking idiot. I was either going like to do that idiot. one today, or I was going to do um, who threw the only perfect game in Yankee or in World Series history. Which Yankee? Do you know that one? Nope. Don Larson. Oh, maybe. It was Don Larson, 1956. Yeah, no, I, the I didn't think he Not right off either. the bat. So that's why I went with Babe Ruth, because he's the, I mean, the icon of your franchise besides Jeter. So I kicked your ass in trivia today. There we go. <laughs> and um, other than other than the uh, the March Madness stuff, that's basically all we got for you guys today. Have you got anything else for the for the fans today? No. That's it. <laughs> well, you know. 
uh, as always, we appreciate you guys checking us out, listening to our, our podcast. We, we're going to probably come back at you on Friday, right? Yeah. We'll be, we'll be in the thick of it with March Madness. We'll have some more updates on uh, NFL, new, and, uh, NFL news. And, um, I mean, I know there's going to be some hockey going on this week, but I don't really give a shit about hockey this week. This is, this is Oh, yeah, week. I beat Connor in fantasy last week. <laughs> After you said you were going to uh, – no, we're not going to get into that. We're not going to get into that on air because I know that there's some people that listen to the podcast. <laughs> so, uh, as always, we'll, we'll catch you guys back again on Friday and uh, see you then. Peace out.